about yourselves. We liked his voice so much, we put it in a podcast. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast. Absolute radio. Hello, podlers. Coming up, things get pretty high tech. Activate the vessel, Mike. Activating vessel, Mike. Enjoy the show. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Well, yesterday, Matt Dyson surprised me and hired me my very own acting coach, Sarah Jane Butler. Do you know what? I think, you know, this line, now that you're warmed up with your EastEnders and Judy Dench, she, she got an Oscar for eight minutes on Shakespeare in Love, so why can't Dave Berry get an Olivier Award for eight seconds on Only Fools yes. and Horses? Ah, point. I'd like to point. make the line last eight seconds. In fact, that's my first question to you. How, how do I maximise my stage time. You know, not that I'm a very hey, look at me, look at me kind of guy. Shut up, man. Uh, Sarah Jane's new here. I can make my impression for the first time. Um, how can I maximise my stage time? What should I do with the lines? Because we, we, we were joking around last week about elongating certain words or will that just make me look like the amateur that, frankly, I am? Well, you know what? I, I, I heard this is an Italian way to... He's putting on an Italian accent. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And those are big, round sounds. So I think you can really sit in that a little mm. bit okay, and really enjoy those. I mean, every good actor does a warm-up. Yeah. Know, just oh, like every athlete has to warm up before a race. So, I mean, maybe we can look at that now. OK, so what kind of warm-up techniques do I need then, Sarah-Jane? Well, you know, particularly for an Italian accent, Italians hit every single sound in the word, so they don't just say mamma mia, they say mamma mia. An Italian accent has to have a nice, relaxed jaw, yeah. so if you clasp your hands together like this, so you're mm-hmm. just linking them together, and you're going to shake them and shake your jaw at the same time, Ooh. and it's going to look a little bit like this, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take my spectacles off for this. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's beautiful. Are you enjoying this, Matt? Yeah, this is everything I hope. It's lovely. And you know, I think with that relaxed jaw, with that relaxed face, you can make a big difference, but you really need to get your breath going. So um, you know, if you take a few little breaths to the palm of your hand, just here. Very good. And that sends a little message to your brain to relax, which is also it's a double hit. And now just I'm feeling a- far from relaxed right now, Sarah Jane. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We've got you. We've got okay. you. If you pick a point across the room right now, yeah. I just want you to send a hey to that. Just really, just say hey at the light over there. <laughs> Go hey! On. Great! And now over to another point. Hey! Fantastic. Oh, All right, yeah. so look, you're really projecting. You're really starting to send that sound okay. out, which is great. OK. Thanks, Sarah-Jane. Do, do you think I need to go big on it? What shall I, how shall I do it? I think with any accent... You know, we're not talking... You know, Only Fools and Horses isn't some gritty mumblecore drama, you know. We've got a, <laughs> yeah. the, the great John Gilgood said, style is knowing what show you're in. And I think, you know, this is Only Fools and Horses. We've got licence to really lean into it. So the Italian accent, whether, you know, this is a real Italian accent for your character or not, we don't maybe know. But it's a bit like the rolling hills of Tuscany. I want you to think of it like that. So you're going to really find all of the shapes and all of the sounds of it right now. Maybe let's just go too far. Let's go even too big. I want you to think that you're like a like um, an opera singer and I want you to almost opera sing the line for me. I I love what you're saying and I'm fully on board with this. I I think you're getting that from me but I also don't want to get cancelled. I don't want to offend anyone listening to this. This is just licence. We're going to go too far and then we're going to rein it back because we know that this isn't naturally perhaps what an Italian truly sounds like but this is perhaps what your waiter thinks and believes an Italian sounds like. Okay. 
Shut up, Matt. <laughs> You're really putting me off. I knew this should have been a one-on-one session. <clears throat> Signor Duval! Mr Duval! Transatlantico call for you, Mr Duval! Oh, I, mean, I think that's it. Surely, that's the <laughs> I mean, That, that is not it. Amazing. <laughs> so, Jane, you look visibly shaken by I mean, this. And you work with Robert Downey Jr. on Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Uh, now, Wednesday was traditionally the day here on The Breakfast Show that we asked whether you need to hand in the cool badge. And for myriad reasons, we've not had a big cool badge moment on the show in some time. Well, that changes today. <laughs> Later on, just after eight, I want to know if you or someone you know needs to hand in that cool badge. Have you said or done something seriously uncool? And team, I'm speaking to you as well. Mm. You've got about four weeks' worth of backlog of cool badge to hand in here. Um, the number for you guys out there is 8, 12, 15. And the reason that I am bringing it back today is yesterday before my very eyes, one of the producers did one of the... the <laughs> yeah, did something so uncool that uh, it kept me awake at night. Yeah, uh, I, I had to tell this person, like, never tell anyone this happened, but um, I've decided I'm going to fess all up just after 8 o'clock, and if you want to hand in the badge, it's 8, 12, 15. But right now, well, as always, it's your chance to stick it to the bin man, and you need to listen to a clip from yesterday's show when our very own Matt Dyson made an appearance on BBC Radio Nottingham on their breakfast show. And in what can only be described as 1990s-esque wacky breakfast show shenanigans, we asked Matt to try and crowbar in a couple of choice words into the interview to see if he could get away with it. And he did, but the question is, what were those words? It's just me, um, Paul McCartney and my producer... <laughs> in, the, in the hotel room <laughs> with him. Did, did Sarah react at all? <laughs> this man Island. Oh, that's even worse, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> just be his quirky nickname. Yeah, <laughs> but you just have the sort of personality <laughs> of someone who calls everyone. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the hype beast Womble over there. Our producer you whack. So, effectively, what was the name of Matt's fictional producer? What was the name of Matt's fictional producer? <laughs> Time for somebody to stick it to the bin man, and that person is Keith. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Dave. Morning, team. How are morning, we all? Very Keith. good. Hello. Keith, you're a national treasure because right now, in these hot temperatures, you're delivering beer, loads and loads of beer. I am indeed. What, what type? What brand are we going for? What's on the We're way? We're going for Badger Beer. It's uh, Tanglefoot. If you see a black lorry, big black lorry Tanglefoot written all over it, uh, go around uh, Twickenham any minute, you'll see us. Oh, <laughs> okay. well, if you're yes. in the Twickenham area and you see a Tanglefoot on your road, give a wave. It's Keith. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keith, it is time for your chance to stick it to the bin man. So we tasked Matt Dyson with crowbarring in the name of a fictional producer into his interview with BBC Radio Nottingham yesterday. Uh, what right. was the name of the producer? Senior Duval. Oh, yes, it was. We have a bit of an accent. I should have done the accent. You're right. Hey, listen, uh, I'm doing... More I'm a Manuel than anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my fear. Um, so uh, do you want to do the whole line for us? Do you want to have a little go a bit more? I can have a go if you like. Yeah, go ahead. Go on, then. It's Senior Duval. Senior du- Duval. Oh. Senior Duval. 
transatlantic call for Senior Duval. Oh, it's oh, close enough. Yeah, close yeah. enough. Not Thank bad. You. I was going to give you the line, but you're just you know, impro. I love that about <laughs> you, Keith. Often enough, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Dave, I think the audience are going to say it in unison with you. Yeah. Everyone knows oh, the line now. A couple of people have tweeted me that. It could be happening. Keith, listen. You've got the bin sticker. Well done. We'll send it out to you. Lovely having you on the show. Continue success with all of your important deliveries. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Matt Dyson, this mm. music means it's time for the social ammunition. Yes. What's going on? Uh, well, as you know, Dave, we are first for bin news on this show. All 100%. types of bins, all the big influencers are on our watch list. And uh, the first, we have a story that's a bit like something from Eurotrash in the 90s. Uh, it's literally Eurotrash because right, okay. uh, there are now bins that talk in Sweden. Uh, in <laughs> in Mal- they're quite, And they're quite racy bins as well. In Ooh. Malmo, the local council have installed rubbish bins like that you'd see in the street uh, to, that respond when you put rubbish in them with racy audio messages. Uh, and they hope that uh, this will encourage people to use them more and uh, to cut down on litter and get more people to deposit their rubbish in the, in the bins. Uh, okay. Do you want to hear the yes, saucy please. bins? Yes, I do. These are an example of some of the audio messages that you hear. I'll try and translate for you as we go. Mm. A little more next time. Ah, uh, that was crazy good. <laughs> That's just more. <laughs> Come back quickly and do that again. <laughs> Put rubbish in the bin, yeah. Yes. It's so mad, like, so of all the things for them to be enthusiastic about, it just makes the bin look really weird. If you get here, like, more, and you're like, more dog poo? What? Yeah. The, what? what? I can't get any more, yeah. What, bring more with me. It's such a weird idea, isn't it? It yeah. always puts me off using the bin. You have to go, I can find another bin. This is just it's, bizarre. It's put me off doing this feature, watching you translate those, to be yeah. quite frank with yeah. you, Matt. They lost all the sauciness, didn't they? I tell you what, the new, the new Swedish bathrooms are so much worse. They're so they're the worst. <laughs> Ikea certainly don't stock those. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from uh, bins that talk dirty to Mr Whippy in a traffic jam, there's a picture that's been put on Reddit last night of a, tra- <laughs> of a traffic jam, right, in uh, Yorkshire. It was on the M62 uh, the other day, right, a massive traffic jam with huge tailbacks, like seven-mile tailbacks, so much so oh, the traffic's wow. at a standstill, people are stuck in their cars for hours, and it was a really hot day. And uh, as part of the tailback there was a an ice cream van Right, and the owner of the ice cream van took this opportunity to say, yeah, "I might as well get Make the a few engine quid. running. <laughs> might as well fire up the whippy machine and start." And he obviously put his chimes on and started selling ice cream to people in the traffic. I've, I've never seen an ice cream van on the motorway. No, no yes, yeah, sixty-two. You yeah, haven't yeah. lived. <laughs> rare, rare that you spot them, but yeah. So people got out of their cars and started queuing up at the uh, Mr. Whippy van to get ice cream. As quite a few redditors pointed out, walking on the motorway is an offence under. Section 4, paragraph true. 8 of the Highway Code. So what they were doing was illegal, yeah. but quite a nice... I would have been there in a shot. I would have got Mr Whippy Lash. I would have been there so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so there you go. You'll be talking about those stories later, and I may have saved you some data. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Hit it, Matt. Do, 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 do. 
not me singing. I just like to point. First, the social ammo. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the ferryman. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard it all before, mate. We've heard it all before. All uh, right, it is time for bandograms. I have taken a band, put it through an anagram generator. You need to rearrange the letters and tell me which band it is. And today's band, well, we play them on Absolute Radio. We also play them on Absolute Radio 90s. 90s. They right. get played on noughties. Oh. They get played on tens. So basically, they're big for us. Mm-hmm. And your bandogram is... I'll, I'll give you two today. Okay. You've got posher section. Oh, can you hear the typing? I love it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or you've got insert pooches. Insert pooches? Yeah, which is a good name for a podcast, I think. Posher there. section, insert pooches. You all seem to struggle with this one for a little while. Mm. Yeah. It's one of the punchiest we've had on bandograms. Did you manage to figure it out? Glenn, yes. let me ask you this morning. Yeah, it took a while. I think it's tricky because it's not like a real word. Mm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. feels that made it a bit trickier. What have you gone for? I've gone for stereophonics. Correct. Yes. Well done, Glenn. I know the rest of the team got it as well, as did. And here come the shout-outs. Jan getting ready to work in a primary school. Justin from Cambridge driving to Milton Keynes. Steph Fox, the stereophonic superfan. Sue at the gym in Derby. Big Bruce at Bentley. Kyle fitting the vending machines at the RAH Hospital in Paisley. Pedro on the Isle of Wight doing engineering bits and bobs. Rachel getting ready to go to work in the hot and sweaty Salvation Army charity shop in Tewkesbury. Tewkesbury! <laughs> Adam on the way to work in Kendall. Scott from Perth working in the sun. Mark the Spark in Sheffield Children's Hospital changing the light fittings. Ruth driving to work to teach sweaty teenagers all day. Running a bit late has found a spider web in my car. And I'm now wondering oh. where the spider oh, is. Unsettling that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Well done. It was the Stereophonics and Bandograms will return tomorrow morning. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Ten weeks of tickets keeps on trucking. And this week it's your chance to see the Eagles live in London as one of the great radio features returns. As Glenn pointed out yesterday, lovely of the Eagles to record that just for the breakfast show. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, so, Matt Dyson, how does Take It to the Limit work? Uh, well, you should know the rules by now, really. Uh, in front of me, I have one <laughs> That's vessel. not the spirit, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners, why don't you do more for us? We did this 24 hours ago. Come on, guys. I have one vessel of undetermined size here and another of undetermined size there, which is empty. God, I wish we could determine the size. I know, sorry, we can't. It just makes the game yeah. so damn <laughs> tough. It is, it is very <laughs> tough. So, yeah, I fill up a one, uh, one vessel with liquid from the other vessel, and uh, the higher up you get, the better you do. So if you go over the rim, you're out. Yeah. So you have to rim it to win it. Hashtag rim it to win it. Uh, Are you sure you know how this works? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Does that make sense? No, it makes no sense. And you're going to have to do this again tomorrow, (laughs) just to let you know. And joining us right now on line one is Julie. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, team. Good morning, Dave. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show on line two is Gary. Hello, Gary. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, team. Hi, Gary. Gary, great having you on. Julie, this is Gary. Gary, this is Julie. 
Hello, Julie. Morning, Gary. Okay. Julie and Gary, they sound like the couple you meet on holiday, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> we must stay in touch oh, on Facebook. We couple. must. We will meet up back home, yeah. Uh, okay, here we go, guys. It is time to play Take It to the Limit. Matt Dyson has a vessel of undetermined size in front of him. He will fill it with water from another vessel of undetermined size. All you need to do is shout, Stop! When you think you are near the rim of the vessel, you must hashtag rim it to win it. The contestant who gets the closest to the rim will win, but if you penetrate the rim and spill, you automatically lose. Good luck to you both. Julie, you're going to be going first as you were selected first. Matt, it is time for you to enter the aqua zone. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am in the aqua zone, the zone of agua. I am ready. I have my vessels of undetermined size. So, Dave, if you will, activate the vessel mic. Activating vessel mic. Vessel mic activated. <laughs> I didn't make that noise before. <laughs> wow, things are really moving forwards, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. Oh, hang on, it's the Radio Academy again. <laughs> Another gold award, if you're joking. <laughs> We've had that vessel mic for ages. We've just never had any reason to use it. Yeah. Every studio comes with one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, I might just put it back for a second, just for the novelty. Oh, Look at that. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> um, Julie, where were we? Oh, yes, you want to see the eagles. Of course you do. OK, basically, you're going to hear Matt pour some water into a jar. Just shout stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Matt. OK, let's commence the pouring. Stop. Stop. OK, we got you. We got you. We got oh. you, Julie. We got you. We're marking you off. Stay right there. Reload. OK. Reload. Activate the Sharpie to mark off the glass. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Gary, you are in play. Just shout stop. Okay, Okay. take it away, Matthew. Here Here we we go. go. Stop. closest we've been to the rim all it's week. It's perfect. Oh, wow. Gary, you've won the tickets to see the Eagles wow. on 10 weeks of tickets. Thank you very much. Wow, Julie, listen, great having Thank you on the show and trust me, you were close. Wow. But can we photograph this just yeah, so we've got evidence? Because yeah, I can't believe... That's perfect. That's that a perfect really pint. There's no head on that at all. <laughs> it's got all the way to the top. It's, the it's got a clover in the top. <laughs> I just, well done, Gary. Thank look, you. Look at that. Wow. Oh my God. Amazing. Okay. Take Gary off of line two. So exciting. It is, it is exciting, isn't it? Is it guys? <laughs> Matt Dyson, you're the first person to share a picture of the vessel of undetermined size on your socials. Mm. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Real Dysonator. Um, someone's already put hashtag accidental partridge on my uh, rim it to win it post. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, Jenny says she's concerned as why we have so much electrical equipment near this water. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're paper towels underneath it, though. Uh, and Adam says, 
says, after that reaction to someone filling a glass with water, you definitely need to hand in the cool badge. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Adam. Uh, it is cool badge day today. Yes, it is back if you or someone you know has said or done something seriously uncool. And the reason I have decided to bring it back is because of producer Dave, mm. who is absent today, <coughs> because after his, act- his actions <coughs> yesterday, we said, take the day off, mate. Hang in this Go and have a little think about what you've done. Uh, no, he's off to Glastonbury. But yesterday uh, morning, um, Fleur East, superstar, singer, influencer, broadcaster, TikToker, an all-round lovely human being who just so happens to be our next-door neighbour, studio-wise. Hi, Fleur. She's in there now. Um, She knocked on the studio window really politely and she was holding a bottle of Super Malt, which needs a bottle opener. And she was doing the universal mime for Have You Got a Bottle Opener? I then went straight to the kind of teeth mime, like I was going to do that. (laughs) Uh, So so I kind of beckoned Fleur in and she comes into the studio and I'm thinking, I'll take the bottle and what I'll do is I'll find a part of the studio that I can do the classic on the edge of the table Uh, trick. But then I look around our state-of-the-art studio and there's not many places you can open a bottle where the boss isn't going to go... No! <laughs> so uh, I was looking around and I thought, oh, what I'll do is I'll do it on the bottom of the stool there. You see the stool yes. that's in the oh, corner. That's good. Because right? that room's got no corners. No. It's like a padded cell. It's really difficult <laughs> to just... <laughs> you can't open it. Yeah. Stool's a great show. You can't injure yourself in here or open a bottle of Supermark. Yeah. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> so I thought I'll go to the bottom of the stool because it's just this kind of metal pole and, you know, no one will see it down there and it won't damage any of, you know, the property and everything else. By the time I'm thinking this through... And, you know, about to become the super malt bottle opening hero that I believe I am. Producer Dave has, and it's not his first appearance on it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he did, no, 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 he did. In front I know of what you just said. He did, he did, Glenn. Yeah, he, he'd already reached into his pocket and pulled out his Swiss Army knife that, that he carries with him at all times. And his key ring, he's got. A Swiss he's going to get turned knife. away from the gates of Glastonbury, yeah, hasn't he? I don't want to let him in. It's, it's what he deserves. Fun. He's got the uh, he's got the Swiss champ double XL. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, it's a beast. That is. Yeah, it's, got, it's got it's got sixty four different tools on it. It's 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 I can't even name sixty four. Things. <laughs> one of them, Glenn, I kid you not, one of them is a fish scaler. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you work in Soho in media. Yeah. Why do you need a fish scaler? He has used it, though. He does use it from time to time, doesn't he? I think he unscrewed some uh, compartments, put batteries in. He changed the batteries. Yeah. He used it to open the box with the Nicolas Cage masks yes, in it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. that's all within the confines of the studio. Yes. No, no, not in front of Fleur East. Yeah, no, so yeah. I, I said to Fleur before she left with her now open bottle of, of Super Malt, uh, looking, I said, please don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> <laughs> because this reflects badly on the entire show. Yes, it's yeah. like people looking through the window oh. going, like, one of those people in there has got a Swiss army yeah. knife Swiss. with 64 different tools <laughs> on it, including a fish scaler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, producer Dave has very much handed in the cool badge. Listener Catherine wants us all to know that she has no shame in the fact she started using a shoehorn. <laughs> But she also wants us to take the badge. Yeah. Depends how long it is. Yeah, yeah. The true. length of the shoehorn mm. dictates how much of the badge you must yeah. hand in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anna, do you want to hand in the badge? It's been a long while. It has been a while. I'm going to hand it in on behalf of my dad today. Oh, because you've been so cool for the last four weeks. <laughs> Let's I mean... pick on Papa Bear, shall we? <laughs> well, Father's Day has been gone, yeah, okay. so I'm going to take this opportunity. Yeah, another punishment begins. <laughs> you get one day, and then the rest of the year is hell. Exactly. <laughs> so I went to see Noel Gallagher with him last Thursday. Oh, lovely. Um, in Cheshire, in a very muddy field... Delamere Forest and uh, he wore very smart 
blue suede shoes for the occasion. Oh, did he? In the woods. Only man not wearing trainers at an old gig. <laughs> blue suede shoes a gig outside is a bold move. Carrying a long shoehorn with him the entire yeah. gig as well. That's the worst thing. Uh, do you want to do a shout out to your dad? Because I know that you haven't yeah. done one in a long while. Oh, what happened? He's Mike Geary. The best <laughs> dad in the world. Hello, Mike. There's your shout out. Uh, Glenn, what about you? Are you badge worthy? Yeah, I've had I've had my call badge removed from me oh, by, wow. a, by a friend okay. who it ruins my life at every turn <laughs> because my friend's sense of humour, his entire sense of humour is just making up really mundane lies about people, <laughs> which when you then go, what? No, I don't. Then it just makes you look really defensive and it <laughs> makes you look... Worse. And so he's... You know back in the day when people used to hijack each other's Facebook accounts and you'd write really deeply inappropriate yes. stuff? He would just... Using your account, he would just write really limp compliments on other people's photos. So under my name, it would just be stuff like, you look like you're having a very good time here. And he'd just go, that's, that's so much more damaging. And so what happened was, this guy, Shalil, I hope you're listening. I was at a friend's, enga- we were at a friend's engagement party a couple of weeks ago. And the girl who's getting engaged, her, 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 her sister handed around this big cardboard heart. And she was like, hi, can you sign something for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she was like, we're getting everyone to sign this heart to give their well wishes to the happy couple. And I was like, sure. And as soon as she walked away, Shalil said, oh, were you really annoyed? Because she didn't, you thought she was going to ask for your autograph. And she didn't. And I was like, well, no, obviously not. And it was all fine. But then five minutes later, this girl came over to me and said, apparently I owe you an apology. Oh, and I watched no! it. Yeah, your friend told me you're really upset. Oh! Because you're expecting oh, an autograph, and uh, and she said, I, I can do, I can take your autograph if you want. Said, no, 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 no! Oh my God, no! I'm, just, I'm realizing now it's not worth being friends with this guy. Oh, wow. I can take your autograph if you want. It was just so tragic. Was like, no, it's not my, my word. Okay, Glenn has removed the badge. It's over to you guys. Uh, morning, Dave says Emily. I need to hand in my cool badge. We're going on holiday for a week today, and I said to my partner in full seriousness oh no we're gonna miss the best of the alliums <laughs> i am what? now my nan help oh, i had to wow. google what that is it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a type a of flower, flower. <laughs> yeah. oh i'm sorry you're gonna miss the best of the alliums emily i really am but try and enjoy your holiday the best you can we're so cool we don't even know what alliums yeah are. that's how cool yeah. we are em <laughs> um handing in my cool badge because i caught myself naming a house plant that's come from Laurie. She adds, P.S. Spike says hi. Spike's a cactus, isn't it, Laurie? Mm. Uh, oh, Dave, I was singing the praises of my new shredder. But come on, it does six pages all at once. It will even do credit cards. My girlfriend's response, whoop-de-doo. Give Dave your badge immediately. And that is from Ben in Derby. Uh, thank you ever so much for being so brave in handing in the cool badge this morning. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. It's your Wednesday morning, and that means there are just 24 hours remaining before I make my West End debut at the Theatre Royal Haymarket in Only Fools and Horses the Musical. And I'm not going to lie, the nerves are building and I need some help. So I I've reached out to a, dare I say, fellow member of the cast. Someone who has starred in A Midsummer's Night's Dream, The Toxic Avenger the Musical and Nativity the Musical. It's Oscar Conlon Morley. Good morning, Oscar. Mr. Berry, Mons 2, Mons 2. <laughs> Mons 2, my friend. Um, is that like a tradition? Once you've been in Only Fools and Horses, the musical, you greet one another by saying Mons 2. That is the only acceptable greeting, Dave. You shall learn this very quickly. <laughs> um, and, of course, as we leave each other, we have to say, 
Bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. Um, Oscar, listen, thank you for taking the time to talk to me because we are just 24 hours away. The nerves are building. Um, What what parts do you play in the musical? So when I get there, when we get to meet in person tomorrow, who will you be playing? Oh, well, it's a joy to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I've I've never, ever seen this time of day before. We theatre-types tend to rise at the crack of noon. So thank you for allowing me a little sunlight. That's delicious. The Um, crack of noon is a great name for the podcast, by the way, Oscar, so thanks for that. I'm going to ring the bell. Uh, so, So who do you play in the production? I play nine different characters. Wow. Some of whom were in the uh, original series. So I play the dating agent that sets up Dell and Raquel. I play Danny Driscoll, the baddie, um, of one of the gangster brothers. Um, and a few other little surprises that pop up along the way. I also play this, uh, Sid, the cafe owner, I should be playing on Thursday. Tomorrow, love, when you're in with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, Oscar, the, the, the whole reason for this, the reason this came about was I took my dad to see uh, the musical for his birthday. We absolutely loved it. I remember your parts on stage. You were, of course, uh, absolutely amazing. And that was when Paul Whitehouse reached out and, and we find ourselves here. So, um, you know, like myself, were you a fan? of the TV series growing up or we've we've established you're a very accomplished actor did you audition for the role get the role and then start to watch a shed load of UK gold well they said to me it was quite interesting they said to me I wasn't allowed to know what the show was when I auditioned for it because oh. it was all very hush hush so they said um, would you come in for a South London based comedy beloved through the 80s, 90s, and noughties. <laughs> and I thought, well, what could that possibly be? <laughs> Um, so, no, I was a massive fan of the show. It was a staple in my house. So, I had a pretty good idea of, of the characters when I went in. But I remember very clearly the first time I went into audition, my, my usual uh, theatrical exploits are slightly more. Uh, dramatic, I should say, rather than comedic. And so I walked in in this velvet chemise jacket, <laughs> smoking jacket, and was ready to give my bard. And um, Paul Whitehouse walked past me, and I was like, oh, gosh, it's Paul Whitehouse. And he walked into the room and shouted in to the casting director, here, we've got some geezer in a curtain at you. Ah, nice. Oh, wow. oh dear. Oh, no, Oscar, we're going to be wearing the same thing. That's going to be awkward. That was what I was going to be wearing tomorrow when I arrived. Um, listen, uh, I, you know, as I say, I'm grateful for your time and I'm going to let you go, but are there any tips? You know, is there anything that I need to... I've got the line, Senor Duval, Mr Duval, transatlantic call for you, Mr Duval. I don't plan to deliver it in such a hurried fashion uh, and in such a nonplussed way. Uh, but are there any tips you could give me? I hear it, Dave. Dave could, you, could you give it to me? I, do you know I've got to keep it under wraps, Oscar. I, I, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean... Keep your powder well, dry. I, I think... Yeah. I mean... I, I, right, OK, as it's you. As we're, as we're, as we're both darlings of the theatre. Um, we are, darling. Here we go. Uh, Signor Duval, Mr Duval, a transatlantic call for you, Mr Duval. Okay, Dave. Well, listen. Don't... <laughs> oh, oh no, Oscar! No, 
No, listen, darling, there's, there's time. There's always time. <laughs> oh, man. Time. We have the best audiences in the world. Yeah. The atmosphere is always electric, as you know. So I do. you get to experience it from the other side and with all that energy concentrated into nearly a thousand faces staring at you while you do that. Oscar, my final thing isn't so much a question, it's more of a plea. Um, will you look after me? <laughs> I shall take you under my bingo wing, darling. <laughs> Oscar, thank you so much, man. That's been really informative, really funny, and I can't wait to meet you in person tomorrow. Uh, Only Fools and Horses, the musical. Uh, give it up for our brand oh, new friend of the amazing. show, Oscar, everyone. Cheers, my Let man. Bonjour, thank you bonjour. for having me, love. Bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> right now, it is time for Matt Dyson and the social ammunition. Extra, extra, extra. What we got, Matt? Uh, Blobby Land has been bricked up forever. Sad news wow. today. Uh, <laughs> so much to unpick no, from just that one no, sentence. I, I don't even know if I remember this happening, but in the 90s, Noel Edmonds was so big. Uh, Mr. Blobby was so big, he set up his own theme park called Blobby Land. Did uh, he? Where was uh, it? It was uh, near, uh, near a wildlife park in Somerset. Okay. So they called it Crinkly Bottom, they called it Blobby Land. Uh, they, they had various different names. It only lasted for two years and then it was closed down. Yeah. So it didn't really work uh, and there was like a little restaurant called Dun Blobbin uh, loads of old, old it's amazing there's an article online with all the this derelict um, theme park site which is now overgrown covered in woods uh, trees and woodland all around it and it's it's at the entrance to a there's a cricket club in Somerset and people could find a way through a tunnel to get to Blobbyland and loads of ravers went there and they were like <laughs> writing graffiti all over it one piece of graffiti says Noel Edmund Stop pretending deal or no deal is more than it is. is wow. Profound. Or a scathing critique of a TV format. I don't know which but one it the is. The people at the Cricket St Thomas Leisure Club, where the tunnel was based, are so sick of people going through there that they've bricked up the entrance, so now it's been completely closed off to the oh. public. And that we can never go to Blobbyland in any form ever again. So it's quite <laughs> sad, really, the demise of Blobbyland. Uh, we are... <laughs> done blobbing forever because it's, we're never going to go. Uh, so it's just like loads of like plastic flowers, giant pink mushrooms covered in uh, in woodland. Sad times. That's your social ammo action. It's viral, it's trending, it's gaining traction. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast with Wix. Let's do it right. Podcast done. Absolute Radio.